0: Hey everyone, Josh Emmerich here. And before we begin today's episode, I'm excited to tell you about the Taste and See Podcast new product line called the Taste and See Swag Shop. If you're looking for a simple yet cool way to show your support for the Taste and See Podcast, the Taste and See Swag Shop has just what you need. With a product offering ranging from T-shirts to hoodies to mugs, you can be sure that you'll be able to find something in your size and style. So just head over to shop.tasteandseapodcast.com to see what you can find. And to sweeten the deal for you, we are offering free shipping for you until February 28th. You know how expensive shipping can be, so show your wallet some love and use the promo code FAMILY. That's F-A-M-I-L-Y. So be sure to check out shop.tasteandseapodcast.com, throw some items in your cart, and be on your way with some free shipping. Also, if you are enjoying our show, we would love your feedback. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to give us a good rating, five stars preferred, and leave us a review. This not only communicates to us what you love or how we can improve, but it also lets other people know about our show as well. And as we always say, the larger the audience, the larger the opportunity to share the gospel. You're listening to the Taste and See Podcast, episode 13, where we'll be talking about the power of empathy.
1: Welcome to the Taste and See podcast, a kingdom-based podcast that exists to encourage saints, empower believers, and reach the lost with the goodness of God. Psalm 34 8 proclaims, taste and see that the Lord is good. To taste is to experience, while to see is all about perception. Perception. Join us as we discuss our experiences in the kingdom of God and discover how we can impact the world around us through a new lens. Here is your host, Josh Emmerich.
0: Hey, friends, and welcome to the Taste and See podcast, a kingdom-based podcast that explores the journey of the Christian life, both the highs and lows, while still seeing, recognizing, and embracing through it all the goodness of God in all situations. I'm your host, Josh Emmerich. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of empathy. I want you all to just pause for a moment and think about a situation where you were walking through something rough, scary uncertain or painful. Now I want you to think about all the people who responded to you in that moment. How did they approach or respond to you? Did some people keep their distance, almost as if you had something contagious they didn't want to get? Perhaps there was an awkward tension. How about those people who in a sense brush off what you are experiencing and feeling? Have you ever heard these words before? You're overthinking things. Just let it go. Maybe if you had more faith, you wouldn't be feeling that way. They may be gone, but they're in a better place. Just stop thinking about it. If you just believe for it, you can just move on and don't give it another thought. Just give it up to God. You'll be fine. I asked one of our listeners to share her experience with empathy from other people, and this is what she had to say.
1: My biggest thing is when people tell you to just suck it up because it could always be worse. They'll say, Oh, you have it pretty good. So why are you focused on that? Or why are you being so negative? Think about all the things that are going right in your life. And it makes me feel like my feelings aren't valid because sometimes we are struggling and we don't want to focus on the good. Sometimes you just need someone to listen to you when things aren't going right.
0: Perhaps you can relate to what you just heard. Maybe you have heard these words spoken to you before. Maybe you have even spoken these words yourself. Oftentimes, we confuse empathy with sympathy. Empathy is related to sympathy, but it is narrower in focus and more deeply personal. Empathy, according to the dictionary, is defined in several different ways. It is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. It is an action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another, of either the past or present, without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. It also is defined as the psychological identification with or vicarious experiencing of the feelings, thoughts, or attitudes of another. But I like this understanding of empathy the best. The ability to recognize, understand, and participate in the emotions of others. If you think about it, empathy isn't just mental. It's emotional as well. There is a thinking and feeling component to it that works in synchrony. True empathy is the feeling of actually participating in the suffering of another. So now that we have heard what empathy means, how does Scripture demonstrate what empathy actually is? Let's start out with one of the saddest yet most memorable stories found in the Gospel of John. In this story, Jesus has just heard that one of his closest friends, Lazarus, has just passed. He's just made a long trip to comfort Lazarus's family, and Lazarus's sister, Martha, encounters Jesus, frustrated that he didn't show up in time to heal her brother. Then Mary, Lazarus's other sister, comes to the tomb. Let's catch up in chapter 11, verse 32. But some of them said, "Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying?" Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with the stone laid across the entrance. "Take away the stone," he said. "But Lord," said Martha, the sister of the dead man, "By this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days." His hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Just think about this for a moment, since we know the whole story in the big picture. Jesus knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knew it wasn't the end of his story. Yet Jesus didn't try to talk Mary and Martha out of their grief. He didn't criticize them for a lack of faith. Jesus did the exact opposite. Jesus saw people who were hurting, and it made him hurt too. He empathized so strongly with those who were mourning that he wept with them. We see other stories in the Gospels of Jesus demonstrating empathy for people. Matthew nine thirty six says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. Luke 7, 13, when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Luke 19, 41, but as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. Jesus says in Matthew, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, Jesus demonstrated empathy in all that he did. In fact, I would venture to say that he embodied it. When Jesus saw people helpless, sick, confused, hurting, blind, grieving, hungry, or without strength to get through, he had compassion for them again and again and again. When people turned to pain and destruction instead of the way, the truth, and the life, it grieved him. Through the life and ministry of Jesus, we learn that empathy has the power to heal and create connections. And that power still lives on through the Holy Spirit. When is the last time you have asked the Holy Spirit to show you how to relate and empathize with others? How often do we miss opportunities to relieve the pain of people? even with intentions to love them. How many divine appointments or opportunities are we missing because we don't see the moments for empathy the Holy Spirit brings before us? Friends, empathy is the key that can unlock the door to our kindness and compassion. Peter says in his first letter to the church, "'Cast all your anxiety on God because He cares for you.'" God cares for us. And if we're made in his image, shouldn't we care too? 1 John 3.17 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? The very next chapter we read, we love because he first loved us. Perhaps empathy is the believer's catalyst for action. After all, it is the love of God that leads us to compassion and empathy for one another. We don't need more problem solvers, opinion givers, and mantra creators. We need more good Samaritans, fathers to prodigal sons, and people who give until there is no more need. All right, friends. So here is our call to action this week. First, surrender to the Holy Spirit and have a teachable spirit to learn empathy. Second, look for ways to demonstrate it. Forbes magazine recently provided four practices to develop empathy in everyday life that I think is helpful, valuable, and impactful, and I want to share them with you. Number one is meditation. That's M-E-T-T-A, meditation. It involves a loving kindness that is necessary to increase being empathetic towards people. You start by receiving loving kindness for yourself such as the love of God that he gives to you. Then you send loving kindness to loved ones. Then you send loving kindness to neutral people who would be in an acquaintance or someone you have yet to get to know. And then lastly, you send loving kindness to all people. Think of it. Everyone in earth. Send out the love, God's love, to everyone. Second is being an active listener. I know I myself am guilty of struggling with this at times, but I want to encourage you to listen without distraction. Don't interrupt people when they're talking. Repeat their experiences back to them. Ask more questions about their experiences to gain a better understanding. Hold space with them and be a safe place that they can talk about their struggles. Don't assume. Just listen. I want you to imagine what it's like to be them. Third, I want you to use some statements that are very empathetic. Some statements such as these can be, you did your best, or I understand this was difficult for you. It feels hard because it is hard. Everyone makes mistakes. I can't imagine how you feel, but I would like to listen. Your pain is valid. And what do you need? The fourth practice is conflict resolution remembering that there is two sides to every story. Seek understanding is a very good quote and a very good phrase. Don't assume, but seek understanding. Resolve the conflict by hearing both sides of the coin. My friends, it is my prayer that we rise up and live out what Paul says. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, If any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Let us carry the mantle of Christ's love, empathy, and compassion to the world. Let us meet people where they are and listen, feel, and embrace presence is everything it starts with his presence let's be catalysts of it to the world well that concludes our episode for this week if you enjoyed this conversation please share it with your family and friends and don't forget to rate our show again five stars are preferred and appreciated and leave a review on apple Podcasts and spotify Our central hub to all things, Taste and See Podcast, is www.tasteandseapodcast.com. So be sure to check it out. Next week, we're going to be joined by one of my longtime friends, Daniel Petrillo. Daniel and I served in a ministry together for several years, and we're going to be discussing life as a 30-something. So if you know a 30-something or once was a 30-something, be sure to tune in next week. As always, my friends, this is Josh Emmerich signing off. And always remember that the Lord is good.
1: Thank you for listening to the Taste and See podcast. We hope that you were encouraged and empowered by our conversation today. For future and past episodes, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting www.tasteandseepodcast.com. Now go, live for the kingdom, and always remember that the Lord is good.